Hey. What's up? No, oh, nothing. What is? Are you, why do you say it like that? I don't know. I'm just so tired. Why are you tired? Life is so exhausting. For sure. But like, why is it specifically exhausting for you? I just want a refund on being an adult, you know? Yeah. Or, it's just really not what it's cracked up to be. What's happening? Have, did you watch my stories today? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. I've been working. Okay. You've been working? You got a job? Yeah. yeah. I got, I got this <laughs> other podcast I got to do that makes me no money. So it's cool. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Could you call it a job if you make no money? I wonder. It's more of like a hobby, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well. This actually happened while I was gone, while I was in LA, but I guess two days before I got home, one of my horses, he's actually a pony and he's actually Noah's pony. His name is Comet. He like impaled himself on something and has a puncture wound underneath of his head, like right next to his jawbone. And it looks horrible. It's like I had to like put graphic content warnings on my Instagram stories because, you know, people are sensitive about that stuff. And so for like, he did it while I was gone. And, and like the girl that watches my horses called the vet and the vet came out and stitched it a little bit, but left a hole so it would drain and like all these, this stuff. And then I get home and it seemed okay for like a day. And then all of a sudden day two, it started to like have a very distinct smell that did not smell good. And they said to like, watch out for that. So the vet had to come back out and take the stitches out and do all these things. And now he's on like a ton of antibiotics and there's a risk of his jawbone being infected and it's a whole thing. And it's, of course, all on me to take care of him, and it's just really stressful. Oh, my God. What did he impale himself on? I don't know. I've walked around the field three times trying to find, like, because it was so bloody. I was like, maybe there's blood somewhere. I can see what he did it on, but I just can't find anything. Gross. I know. Poor guy. He's 20. He's, like, really having a hard time. Is that old for a horse, or is that young for a horse? That's pretty old. I mean, they can live to like 30 in certain cases, but 20 is up there. God, even like 2020 is wearing on Comet, you know? I know. Comet's so like, sad. fuck it. I'm I going know. out. And then oh, if that wasn't enough, so that was that. the days have just been so long. That was yesterday morning that I had to cut me the vet at like 630 in the morning. And then I had the longest day, like dealt with Comet. And then I went to ride my horse. And then I went, I have horses all over the place. And then I went by. This other barn to see Noah's horse that we have leased out to someone. His name is Nemo. And Nemo's eye looked like, you know, the movie Twitch when he like has an allergic reaction and his face looks distorted. Is that with Will Smith? Yes. Will Smith. Yes. Nemo's eye looked like Twitch. I have a photo of it. It's insane. His eye was massive. His eyelid. And I was like, oh my God, I can't take one more thing. I was like, if one more thing happens to him, I'm going to lose it. So poor Nemo I had to call the vet again. And I was like, twice in one day, how you doing? I'm, I'm just here keeping you in business. Can you come look at my other horse? So I had to come out and deal with that. And then, um, but he's fine. Thank goodness. You should go to veterinary school. Honestly, okay, so today I, I was so stressed about it. So of all the things I can do with horses, like I feel like I really do know my stuff. Like I know I can give meds, I can do eye stuff, I can wrap legs, I can do pack hooves, like I can do all these things. But one thing I've never ever done or learned how to do is give a shot, uh -huh. like, like a needle. And because I'm terrified of needles. So the thought of having to like give a shot just really, yeah, I just don't like it. Well, the vet gave me a shot for a comet that I had to do today. And not just any shot, not just like any small, most needles are just tiny, a massive 20 gauge needle and a shot this big that I had to put in that pony's muscle today. And I've never given a shot to anyone or anything ever. 
It was so scary, but I did it. Ugh. But that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Now hearing your story, like hearing my story <laughs> is not that interesting. When I was working a little bit and I was watching the golf, you know? So, uh, dude. But, you know, I could say I'm jealous of your life, but honestly, that sounds boring as hell to me. All right. So Sarah feels the same way. She's like, the, the golf is so fucking boring. Fair. But like nothing else is really, yes, there's like the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on, but I don't really care about that because I don't live in Nashville anymore. So like, I don't know, you know, and I'm also like not from like Edmonton and I'm not like, how about the Oilers? Eh? You know, I don't give a shit unless it's the Preds. I don't give a shit. And then for basketball, like kind of in it, but not, you know, like that's the only thing that like I can watch for sports is golf. Okay, so Sarah was like, is this my fucking life now? And I was like, well, it could be worse. She goes, how could it be worse? You watch golf every single day. And I go, no, sweetie. I do not watch golf every single day. I watch golf Thursday through Sunday because that's when golf tournaments are on. They're not on on Wednesdays and Tuesdays and stuff, so relax. It could be a lot worse. She goes, how could it be a lot worse? I said, well, I could be one of those boyfriends that plays like Call of Duty nonstop all day long. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I said, hey, listen. Let me watch my nerdy freaking golf shit. Leave, leave me be. But then today it was a crazy tournament. And I just, we're, I'm real quick. I'm just going to go through. Okay. Dustin Johnson, who's married to Paulina Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's daughter, who's a smoke show, by the way. He won the last tournament the week beforehand. He shot the lowest score on the front, the front nine of the, of the final round ever in the history of golf. So he's playing such good golf. So he's like going in this week, like probably going to win. So he's leading basically the first three rounds, goes into today, the last round, basically leading it, buries the two of the first three holes. Everyone's like, well, Dustin Johnson's going to win again. Doesn't even matter. But there's a Spaniard named John Rahm, okay? He's got like this chubby little Spaniard dude. So in golf, if you hit the ball on the green and you want to pick up your ball to clean it, you have to put down a little marker to mark it, right? Well, John mm -hmm. Rahm forgot to fucking do that. And he just picked up his ball as a one-stroke penalty, okay, for Ooh. just doing that. Going in the day, Dustin Johnson, Polanyi Gretzky's husband, is, like, kicking everyone's ass, right? But then all of a sudden, the Spaniard, who fucked up yesterday, makes a late charge, all right? Puts a round of four under in. He's, like, a couple groups ahead. Dustin Johnson is three under going into 18. Puts one in the rough. I know you're yawning right now. John Rahm has already posted four under. Dustin Johnson hits the ball on the green 35 feet away from the hole on 18. He has to make the putt to force a playoff. He makes the fucking putt! And John Rahm's sitting there going, well, if I hadn't fucking forgot to put down the stupid coin, I would have won. Because it won sort of penalty, right? So then they go into a playoff. Dustin Johnson sticks one about, like, 25 feet. He's got a makeable birdie putt. John Rahm who forgot to put the thing down, has a 72-foot putt. No way he's going to make it. Guess who drains it? The Spaniard! It was so ex So even Sarah was like, normally this is so boring, but that was actually pretty fun. So whatever, leave me alone. That was so boring. When you were um, having your mock argument with Sarah, you called her sweetie. Yeah. And is that something you call in her under distress? Or do you guys call each other sweetie all the time? The sweetie thing, I think I say, like, when she's, like, making fun of me, like, sweetie, you know, like, sweetie, relax, you know, like that. But you don't, like, call her sweetie on the reg. No, I call her sugar tits. She likes that. Oh, my God. <laughs> can't. <laughs> she does like that. Uh-huh. Like, legit. Okay. I'm not joking with you. 
All right, YFTers, I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Is anyone still listening to this podcast or have we lost? So. No, I don't think so either. I think we've lost everybody, which I apologize. Yeah. I was spirited about though. You were. I was still sleeping, but I mean, you sold it well. I did. Stop the show? Yeah, we should. Me, you, Noah. I think it might be my turn, maybe. Do it. Bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandon! By the way, did you just hear that bell? Yeah. This is how much of a dork I am. I have my iPad. I have a soundboard app on my iPad, and I record it in. Even though I have a bell right here, I record it in the bell noise on my iPad. That's that. That is said dorky. That's bells multiple. And then I just have normal bell, which is this one. Yeah, you know. Huh. And what's the difference in that and just hitting the bell in front of you? I don't know. There's none. (laughs) Interesting. This is also this is also on my thing. <laughs> you better put Sarah McLaughlin on there. I mean, like, if this was our theme song, everyone would think that our show is so sad. I know, and it's not. I don't think. I don't think so either. You know, I was listening to, to last week's episode. Do you listen to our episodes back? I don't have time. <laughs> Totally. Also, the sound of my own voice kind of makes me want to jump off a cliff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, no, me too. Try not to. Whatever. You love the sound of your voice. No, radio I was saying the sound of your voice spin. makes me want to jump off. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's more like I that's more like a, yeah, reasonable. When you were last week you were talking about you were like, I'm just not into comedy. And I was dying laughing because the irony is, is that this is a this is a comedy podcast. Like you say this all the time. You do a show that's a comedy podcast, and you don't even like comedy. I guess the ironic thing is, like, I hate comedy, but you thought that was funny, so I made comedy. <laughs> yeah, you did. By hating it. That's true. Dude, I recently found out my mom came to town, so we had lunch, and she is visiting her great aunt, which is my grandmother's sister. Mm-hmm. They were like, it's so fascinating to talk to Casey about like the old days. 
oh yeah like what what do you mean they're like oh man talking about like fall river and like you know great grandpa you know they had a farm and they had a halfway house and during the depression they let a lot of people stay there for free because no one had any money oh that's cool man yeah we've been talking about mom and dad oh what are the stories about mom and dad and so my grandpa lived with my grandma's family in a two-bedroom house before they got married Whoa. Effectively lived with three other boys in a two-bedroom house, like, in the same room. They weren't even married yet, and he was 21 or 22, and my grandma was 16, and they eloped. They That's left nuts. Massachusetts and went and got married, like, in the dark of night. And my mom <laughs> and my aunt's like, it's so romantic. Like, they left, and like, they got <laughs> married. And I was like, That's a felony, guys. <laughs> What are you talking about? She was 16 years old. They're like, oh my God, it's so romantic. Like, no one, it's just not like that. It's just not like, not like that anymore. And I was like, yeah, it's not like that anymore for a reason. Like, I love my grandpa, but shit, dude. And like, it was different back then. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. It was different. There wasn't the FBI coming at you and like Chris Hansen being like, hey, sit down, have a seat. What are you doing here? You know? <laughs> I probably have to cut that. Like that makes my grandma seem so creepy, but like I don't know, it's pretty funny. But it's like it's like it's a different time, you know, and like and I get that it totally like people didn't go to college, like you just started life early, like people died earlier, so it was like let's get to make a baby. It's like I get it, like it was a different time. It was like pre depression and stuff, but still I was like, the way that you guys are talking about this is bonkers. <laughs> well, fast forward to now. I'll tell you what I have been doing for, inter for entertainment. Yeah. One of my best friends, Kirsten, she's the one that comes up and hangs out with me on the weekends and stuff. And she's been around quite a bit helping with Trace's dogs while he's in LA. So Kirsten's single and she's going to kill me for talking about this. Cool. She's single and she's been single since like March. I think her and her boyfriend broke up. And even that guy was just like, mm, like they were casually dating, but she like wasn't that into it. Yeah. So she's been single for a while and she like totally struggles with like how do I meet somebody? I don't want to meet somebody at a bar, but I also don't really go anywhere. And also it, it's the Rona and no one goes anywhere. And like, how do you meet someone? So I was like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe we should try a dating app. And so I finally got her to sign up for Hinge, who I wish was sponsoring this podcast with all this. Yeah. And so I am totally... Um, I totally did her entire profile. It was so fun to live vicariously through. Yeah. Hinge is crazy. Okay, have you ever done a dating app? Like, did you ever do those before you met Sarah? No, I saw that's the thing. I, I completely missed it. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's kind of fun to do it vicariously through keys, but I'm so glad I'm not having to do this. Okay, in the span of 24 hours, she literally started a, a conversation with 12 dudes. So she's like chatting with 12 dudes on Hinge and trying to keep them all straight. And it sounds exhausting to have to like be funny and like cute and like make small talk with all these dudes. And there's also some freaks on there. Like it is everything. Like if you're bored, even if you are in a relationship, I'm telling you, make a Hinge profile. It is so the most entertaining thing I've done in a long time. It's actually, it's actually a pretty good idea. It's so crazy. Dudes are so nuts. The last thing she sent me, she, I make her send me everything. There was some dude, like she has a photo on there and it's not even like anything. It's just like a normal cute photo of her in like denim shorts. And she's really tall and has really long legs or whatever. But like it wasn't like the, the photo was nothing crazy. And the guy commented on it and said, your legs make me want to scream. Yeah, they do. That 
that was his in. Did it work? No. She was like, ew. And I was like, I know. Move on. We have our eye on a doctor that we're talking to. And of course, like he's the one that's like responding the least. Like he's playing the most hard to get. But I think he's the best catch. Yeah, because he's saving lives. Exactly. And he's cute. And he's tall. It's fascinating, honestly. Can you compile the best entry lines from Kirsten's yes. binge and then bring that to the show next week? Absolutely. Okay. It's going to be gold. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I like this. Funny. I have watched some stuff recently that I do like. What you watched? Have you heard of The Binge? No, I don't think I have. So do you remember the movie The Purge? Yes. Okay, so it's the premise is kind of like that. So in the purge, it's like one night and you can fucking murder people and whatever, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So the binge is similar to that. If the purge and super bad had a love child, they made this movie. So instead of like one night you can kill people, it's one night where all drugs and alcohol are legal. Wow. So normally drugs and alcohol are illegal in this fake universe or whatever. But there's Mm -hmm. one night that's called the binge where you can just get turned up, okay? And so it's about these high school kids who are like, for the first time ever, going to do the binge. Just get rip-roaring fucked up. (laughs) So Is anybody in it that we know? Vince Vaughn is the principal. Oh. So you remember Vince Vaughn from old school old school he is like a partier you know and then and like Mm -hmm. jeremy piven's like trying to stop the partying from going on you know Mm -hmm. so in this he's like the jeremy piven he's like he's the principal who's like you shouldn't do this this is so bad okay which like puts a whole new wrinkle in the whole thing the main kid is skylar Grisando. he was in spider-man he was in vacation but he was also in the Righteous Gemstones, which we talked about before. That was uh, Adam Devine's new show. So mm-hmm. he's like the lead. So he's like the Michael Sarah in this super bad thing. And then this other kid, Dexter Darden, is like the best friend. And he's like the Jonah Hill of the super bad. It's like mm-hmm. the same storyline. But like they and like and all like the crazy shit that they get into along the way. But I will tell you, it is so funny because they do so many drugs. <laughs> Like on the way to getting to like this like big party. And then there's a great twist that you just don't see coming. And it's just really? really funny. It's got some heart. It's a little bit of musical theater in there. I'm telling you, the binge. Musical theater. A little bit of musical theater in there. Didn't hurt anybody. Everyone loves a song. You know, everyone loves a little choreography. Okay. Anyways, it's really good. Okay. Also finished a book recently. Oh, do tell. It's a James Patterson novel, which I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Okay, it's a James Patterson." It's like that's being like, "There's a new Michael Crichton book out, or new Dean Koontz." You know, it's like guys that like pump out books, like Mormons pump out kids. Which, by the way, we got so many Mormons coming at me in the DMs about last episode. You had to know that was going to happen, and people were like, uh, <laughs> "This is my favorite one." People were tweeting me, being like. Polygamy is not legal in Utah. And I was like, when the show was filming, which was in 2018, it was legal. And by the end of the season, it's a storyline that they make it illegal. And people were tweeting me like, it's not, it's not legal. And then I was like, well, in the show it is. And then people were being like, I just looked it up. You were right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of those sort of, I guess, religions. You know what I saw a lot of in Montana was a lot in Glacier National Park, a lot of Amish people. Oh, yeah. 
I feel like I would love a documentary on the Amish. Like, does that exist? Does anybody, can anybody recommend? Like, I just think that would be fascinating. I mean, I would, I assume that there is, but also like, they don't believe in like electronics and you need cameras to film a documentary, you know? Oh yeah. Well, can't someone else just come in and film them? I don't know. I would just find that fascinating. They like hiking. Okay. All right. They like hiking and long dresses and, um, headscarves and boots. And that's interesting, but like they visit national parks. Okay. Like. That's unexpected. Yeah, and they love horses because they have horse-drawn carriages, and you love horses. Maybe you should be Amish. Dude, I could kind of get down with it, except for the wardrobe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I would struggle with that. Yeah. They make some great, like, uh, fireplaces. I know that. They're big into making (laughs) fireplaces, from what I understand of the internet. Since they don't use heat or AC, I would assume that they learn how to make a good fireplace. They also, like, they're just not connected with any of what's going on. Has anyone told the Amish what's going on in the world right now? Has anyone been like, probably hey, there's not. a huge pandemic, guys. Just be careful. I, honestly, I doubt it. They're probably like, wow, a lot less planes are going overhead <laughs> these days. Well, and I wondered, like, they were obviously in the park, like, a lot of people wore masks or at least had them, like, around their neck or something to put on when you pass people. Yeah. And I want, like, I wonder, like, do they pass all of us in masks and be like, what the heck is everyone doing? Probably. Like, they're, like, judging the hell out of us because they have no idea. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Anyways. I know. Back to the first case by James Patterson. You love James Patterson, don't you? He's like a guy that, like, pumps out hits, you know? I know. He's like the cold play of authors, you know? Totally. Totally. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you're not you're yeah. not sure if like you're really you're actually a fan of Coldplay, but you know all their songs. <laughs> <laughs> and all their songs like kind of start to sound the same, but yeah. it's Coldplay, so they're dope. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, yeah, I can get into this, you know? Yeah. Angela's graduate school days at MIT come to an abrupt end when she uses her hacking skills on another student's computer. Yet her mentor, Eve Abijan, arranges a new beginning for her. As an intern in the FBI's Boston field office, her new supervisor, assistant special agent in charge William Keats, one of the only two agents in the Northeast to make his rank before the age of 30, sees in Angela a fellow prodigy. But Angela's skills come with a natural curiosity, which is also a dangerous liability. First case by the Coldplay of authors, James Patterson. It's pretty good. I got to say, it's pretty good. You loved it? Didn't hate it. Ripped through it in a day and a half. Okay. If you want like a good murder mystery with a female protagonist, Mm -hmm. first case, great. Did you and Sarah by chance watch The Lost Husband on Netflix? What's that? I wanted to start it last night and then we got down the whole hinge train and I didn't. Fergie's ex-husband, I can't remember how to say his last name. Josh... Is it Demal or do you say Demel? Josh Demel. That's right. He's in it. Hot, by the way. But it looks really cute. The um the little little bio of it's not very long. It says, "Looking to start anew, a widow retreats with her children to her aunt's goat farm, where the ranch's manager helps her navigate country life and loss." But the trailer on Netflix, it's like they're locked in a room, and it kind of seems scary. So I don't really know what this is about. But Josh Demel, so I'm gonna watch it, you know? Let's watch the trailer and see what happens. I had to get out of my mom's place. My husband's gone, and then I lost her house. What do we call her? Aunt Jean. Thank you so much. Oh, you're always welcome here. Where's your dishwasher? You're looking at it, kiddo. No dishwasher, no clothes dryer, no microwave. TV? No TV. 
This won't be forever, just until I get us back on our feet. This is James O'Connor. He's going to teach your mama how to run the farm. There's Josh. What? All right, two minutes out in the barn. Where? That's, um, that's a big red structure out back. Yeah. These are chickens, and these are goats. Yeah, that's, that's Taylor. That one right there is Katy Perry. Do they all have names? Yeah, they all got names, but I just call them goat. I'm not sure I'm He's the farming hot. type. I would agree with that. I am not cut out for this. We need to hire a real hand. She'll learn. Daddy, I know. I do too. Sometimes I just feel like I'm drowning. Okay. It's kind of pain. This oh, just seems like a typical, like, we lifetime movie. I'm totally going to watch it. It sounds great. You saw Goat Farm and was like, I'm in. Oh, 100%. All right. Well, watch it and let us know. Okay, I'm going to watch it this week of the show. Can we do a blast from the past real quick? Yeah. I think everyone here would agree that Jurassic Park is a fantastic movie. Fantastic. I don't know if you've ever read the book, but the book Jurassic Park is amazing, by the way. That's a sidebar. Jurassic Park 2, eh, I don't know. But let me tell you something, sister. Jurassic Park 3 is fucking fantastic. The book or the movie? The movie. We watched it last night. It is so good. Honestly, I love Jurassic Park. That's a good movie. That's a good feel-good movie I could watch. Yeah, it's a feel-good movie of people getting eaten by fucking dinosaurs. Love it. The cast is crazy, though, for this one. You've got Sam Neill still in it. Then you got William H. Macy. Then you got Tia Leone in it. Laura Dern makes a couple appearances. It's just so good. Jurassic Park 3, get it. I would love to just binge them all if I had the time. Yeah, just sit down and just get it. They're so great. All right, Wells, I don't know if you've been paying attention or listening to my other podcast, but I have been working on some home improvement products in my house. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in it a year, and now that I know I'm going to stay here, I'm just trying to make it feel more like me, more homey. So I've been looking for some new furniture purchases for my master bedroom and my rec room. So I was on Article's website because they're one of my favorite places to shop for furniture. Not only do they have really great items that go with my aesthetic, but the price point is awesome. And they ship really fast. And I know you've got some article chairs that you rave about all the time. How oh, much yeah. do we love this company? I mean, they're the best. Like their stuff is so good. It's high quality craftsmanship, organic natural materials, modern designs. Here's the deal. They combine the curation of boutique furniture stores with the comfort and simplicity of online shopping. And their team of designers focuses on amazingly crafted pieces, quality materials, and super durable construction. Here's what I love about really the most aside from the fact that all their stuff is so awesome fast affordable shipping is available across the united states and canada and is free on orders over $999. Yeah, the quality of their furniture really is great. I have a leather sofa in my living room that I've had for years. Like, I'm, ta I'm talking like we're going on like five or six years or something crazy. Uh, and the dogs jump all over. It's like their favorite place to lay. And the sofa still looks awesome. I've also got an outdoor table that has uh, stood the test of all of the crazy Nashville weather that sat on my back porch. You really get what you pay for. And then some, like we said, the fair prices are because Article cuts out the middleman and they sell directly to to you. They have no showrooms, no salespeople. So there's no retail markups. And that's how they can deliver such a quality product at such a low price. Yeah. And they're offering our listeners 50 bucks off your first purchase of $100 or more. Just go to article.com slash YFT and the discount will be automatically applied at 
checkout. That's article.com slash YFT to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Get new stuff. Your house sucks. Make it not suck so much. (laughs) Seriously. All right, Bran, I have been trying to get in better shape, okay? You're always trying. Aren't we all? Okay. Constant struggle. I'm trying to burn off that COVID-19 that I put on. Yikes. So I've been running so much. I've been pelotoning way too much. I have been playing a lot of golf. When I go play golf, I walk. So I'm carrying like a 60-pound bag and everything, which means that I am getting in better shape, but I am super tight. I'm super sore. And thank God for my favorite thing which is a Theragun. I love mine too. It really, it's not just for elite athletes. Anyone can use this thing for muscle pain, muscle tension. I feel like it improves my circulation. It relaxes me. My favorite time to use mine is before bed while I'm watching TV. So basically, if if you don't know what we're talking about, Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension. It uses a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now they're literally as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet you'll wonder if it's even on while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Seriously, it's the most amazing thing if you are ever sore. I can't live without it so much that I have the travel size one and I cannot go anywhere without my Theragun. So we are giving you guys a sweet deal. You can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app that connects to your phone and the quiet and power you need. Yep, starting at just $199 to steal. Go to theragun.com slash YFT right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash YFT. Check it out. That's theragun.com slash YFT. I mean, it's not for just elite athletes, but also being an elite athlete, it is also for me too, you know? (laughs) You wish you were an elite athlete. (laughs) I am. I have a horse show next week and I'll be packing my Theragun. Thank you very much. Your horse is the elite athlete. They're doing all the heavy lifting. You know what? I'm going to let you have that because you know what? She is an elite athlete and I I wish more people would recognize that. But I am too, okay? (laughs) That's like Usain Bolt's backpack saying that the backpack's an elite athlete. Oh, if only I could put your ass on my horse and watch you fall off in two seconds. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. That analogy made me... Nothing made me happier than that analogy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're just jealous of my farm bod. It's looking pretty good. We started watching a show called What the Love. What's that? It's another bad Indian reality TV. Dude, I'm telling you what. India is just kicking out some heavy hits in the reality TV realm, and I'm not mad about Bollywood. Get it, sister. The host is, I, I don't know who this fucking guy is, but apparently he's like a huge Bollywood star. His name's, uh, I think, Karen Jahar. I probably am saying that so wrong and yeah, I'm so sorry did. and like don't be mad at me but like the tagline is millennials looking for love join the show in hopes of being guided into new relationship opportunities by host Karan Johar who is like a big Bollywood star it's so funny because everyone's like I believe in love because of your movies you know <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think he's like the rom-com guy of fucking India. 
I'm telling you what, man. Bollywood kicking out the heavy reality TV hits. What the love with Karan Johar, or however you say his name. And don't be <laughs> mad at me for not saying it right, but I'm sorry. It's so good. Are they going to do a second season of Love is Blind? Oh, funny you ask that. So on this week's episode of The Wells Cast, I have Lauren and Cam from Love is Blind. They're the interracial the couple. They? They're doing great. They're killing it. And so I was like, you know, I, you're not the only couple that I've had on this show from Love is Blind. I also had Damien and Giannina. I was like, what's going on with them? And they were like, I don't know. Nothing, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And they were like really coy about it. And then come to find out that Damien was seen out with Francesca from the other show. Too hot to handle. Yes. Whoa. Francesca. Are they doing a season two of that show? Because I loved that show. I know. I was like, whoa, you guys are just all fucking each other now, dude. Like wait until you like. <laughs> Wait until, like, Robbie and... <laughs> Maybe they need to do a crossover show. Love is too hot to handle. Yeah, dude. No, because it doesn't make any sense. Because too hot <laughs> to handle, you can't hook up with anybody. And in Love is Blind, you can't even see the person to hook up with them. <laughs> uh, I have a podcast suggestion. Oh, do tell. Okay, were you ever, like, a fan of Justin Long? I love him. What's the movie he did recently about the long distance relationship? Also, love him and his he's just not that into you. Yeah, and he was also in like The Breakup and Dodgeball and as a mm -hmm. as a former waiter, he was in Waiting with Ryan Reynolds, which was like that was Wait, I never saw that. Oh my god. You haven't? No. Seriously, go watch that tonight. It's it's I love Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god. So and you used to wait tables too, or you were a hostess mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's just about working in the service industry. And when I was waiting tables, like it was our Citizen Kane. Like it was like our <laughs> film. It's so good. Seriously, go watch that tonight. It, it'll, okay. it's, it's so funny. He's got a podcast called Life for Short with Justin Long. It's also mm -hmm. good name, dude. It's, it's good. I like that. So he just has famous people on. I haven't listened to any other episodes, but I'm a huge Jake Johnson fan who was in like New Girl and you know, a million other things, you know? Mm -hmm. He has Jake Johnson on this episode, this most recent episode, and I was listening to it today, and it's so good to listen to both of them talk because, like, you, their voices are iconic. Like, th their comedy is so good. It was just really good. I mean, I, I don't want to send people away from our podcast and, like, to experience podcasts that are better than ours, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, also, I do love him. Their sponsor is Bud Light Seltzer, and, like, I don't know what I need to do other than just get psoriasis of the liver, but I drink that shit nonstop. Can we get a Trulia sponsor or a Bud Light Seltzer or a Natty Light Seltzer or— uh, Ew, any Natty Light. Listen, I'll do anything, guys, for money. For a seltzer campaign? I'll do, I'll do anything for money. <laughs> um, I see that. Um, I'm a big truly gal myself. Yeah. What about White Claw? Are you breaking the laws? I like no, I like the truly better. I really do. Listen, three or four in doesn't matter what they are. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that show is fantastic. And then speaking of Jake Johnson, he has a new animated show out right now that's so good called Hoops. Mm. It's on Netflix and. It's just like so irreverent and doesn't stand for anything, which I love. Like there's no message. It's like South Park almost. Like it's just irreverent. <laughs> and I I, I kind of need that. In a world totally. where everyone's trying to be so 
politically correct and like tiptoeing around everything right now. I just need a show that's like, fuck you. We're just doing it. It's uh, centered on a hot-headed, foul-mouthed high school basketball coach, Jake Johnson, who thinks turning around his god-awful team will take him to the big leagues. The cast is so good. Jake Johnson, Ron Funches, Natasha Leggero, Eric Edelstein, Rob Riggle, Nick Swardson, like so many funny comics are in this show. Yeah, hoops. Good stuff. Hoops. 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 <laughs> uh, did you watch the VMAs? No. Um, I'm going to need you to go watch my sister's performance because she slayed it. Did she? She's on a disco ball that basically looks just like her wrecking ball video. Yeah. It's a disco ball and it's everything. Oh, nice. Oh, also. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. So, um, there was just, you know, in LA, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but one day her, my mom and I were just sitting outside, just chatting away. And somehow you came up and she said, oh, Adam Wells. See. And I was like, he's going to be so mad when I tell him you called him that. And we had like a full five minute conversation about she did about how your name makes absolutely no sense to be Wells Adams and that Adam Wells makes way more sense and that it should not be frowned upon on her to call you Adam Wells because that is what makes sense in her brain. Okay, Miley, <laughs> pump the brakes on fucking judging names. Okay. Also, she's really met funny. me like 17 times. I know, and in your in her mind, you are Adam Wells, and I just don't see that changing. Well, I can't wait to see her next time and be like, "Hey, Cyrus Miley, how you doing?" <laughs> you should. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a real name. Her real. That's name- what she said about Wells. But that is my real name. But she said it's not real, and that Wells is a last name. But so is Adams. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam is not. Yeah, but my name isn't Wells Adam. My name is Wells Adams. <laughs> it just really it was just great oh god really grinds my gears <laughs> i know really does not gonna lie about it do you have some music let me see guess who we're not playing today though who cyrus miley is not getting to spin today <laughs> she will be when she puts out the song that i got to hear last week <sighs> so good hope someone else is hosting that day it's not coming from I can arrange adam that. wells <gasps> chris stapleton is Yes, that was on my list. Okay, well, play that one. Chris Stapleton sounds exactly like Chris Stapleton looks. A hundred percent. He's everything. You know Russ, R&B guy? Yeah. He has a song with Kalani called Take You Back that's out. And it's like slow and like whatever. I just love the two of them so much. So I think if you are into that kind of music, like that would be cool. Also, you got to play a little bit of Deep Reverence by Big Sean and Nipsey Hussle. I 
love Big Sean. He that was loud. He is just so underrated. I feel. I mean, he it's it's not that he's. I, I know he gets recognition and like he's a big artist and everything, but I just like I don't know. I just want people to love him as much as I do. Most of the girls I know addicted to social media. All the time they put in, they could have wrote encyclopedias. Mama said it only takes one time to fuck up your whole Wikipedia. And as your son, I can see the type of life that you see me in. After what happened in Nipsey, I reached out to Kendrick. It wasn't even no real issues there to begin with. Lack of communication and wrong information from people fueled by the ego is like mixing flames with diesel. Energy crazy, I realize that it's a two-way street. What's coming is going if it don't give you more, it drains you. Should be a billionaire based on the time off I'm not taking. Probably why this shit with me get crazy and we lost the baby and everybody around me think I'm the one but we all just want the ones speaking of Wikipedia and Google that's what you took from that yeah if you Google Sarah Hyland oh I already know what you're gonna say it says that her partner is Joe M. Mobile or whatever grocery store Joe <laughs> and then if you, you his last name. I don't even know how to say it. And I'm friends with him. Emma Bile. Emma Beeble. I don't know. Whatever. And then you click on Joe Emma Beeble and it says partner. And then it goes to me. And it's a pic- It's pictures of me. And it says Joe Emma Beeble, radio DJ, born May 16th, my birthday from California. Parents, Bob and Donna Adams, siblings, Marisa Whitney. What? Like it's all, dude, just do it right now. Google Sarah Highland. It's, Do I have to? You don't have to. But it's also like, <laughs> what the fuck? I think you can submit. I for- did. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. If anyone out there, if any YFTs are like work for Google or work for Wikipedia or whatever, can someone go fix that, please? Because it's very annoying to me. That's insane. Are you a Need to Breathe fan? Yeah. They have a new song called Alive. If I want to play a little, I love Need to Breathe. They're so good live. Like, one of those bands that just, I mean, they're good to listen to in the car, but, like, live. It's just crazy to me that they're, like, a Christian band that, like, I just don't think of as a Christian band. I know. Now we switch it. They're insane. Come on, come on, catch me. We got miles to run. We are alive. We are the children chasing wondrous things, chasing a vision, baby, like we're running down hey. I do like Need to Breathe. They're great. They're so good. Okay, I have one more. Lennon Stella. Do you like her at all? Yeah, I had her on my other podcast, Wellscast. Oh, cool. Um, she has a song with Kevin Garrett, who's one of my ultimate faves. Remember, he was our guy that's quarantining with Sophia Bu- Sophia Bush. Yeah. I love Kevin Garrett. What so. song? It's called Every Time You Go Away, and it's very sad and slow and moody, and I love it. Are we sure this isn't a Noah Cyrus song? Don't say that. Noah and Lennon like... Go on and go too close to see it. I can feel your body move. Very Civil War is he? It doesn't mean that much to me. I can't go on saying the same thing. Why can't you see that we've got everything? Do you even know you? 
this is cover. Is it? Yeah. Take a piece of me. Watch, I'll, I'll play the original, and you'll absolutely know it. It's the like, Paul Young version was on Now. That's what I call Music 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this came out This came out like the early 90s. Can't you see? We got everything That's the play, man. You just get yourself an 80s hit that no one remembers anymore. Fucking slap a couple big names on it and bingo, bango, bongo. You got yourself a hit, sister. Very true. I just, I love Kevin Garrett's voice. We know this, but I, I love Lennon Stella's voice so much. Which is a very unique voice. Big Brent Cobb fan over here. Big fan of his brother's producing. But I like this one. This is a song called Shut Up and Sing, which... I like the message behind it. Should have been fools. There's poison in our rhetoric and bullets in our school. So I sing what the hell is going on around here. Let's take these blinders off our eyes and pull the cotton from our ears until somebody says something that means something. Yeah, shut up and sing. So, I mean, like, he's talking about, I think, a thing that a lot of country singers, or actually just a lot of, like, people, like, celebrities in general hear a lot, which is, like, like, for musicians, when they get political, it's on Twitter, it's, hey, shut up and sing. You know, I don't give a shit about what you have to say or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that that's such a frustrating thing to hear because it's like if that person was just saying what you wanted to hear, then you wouldn't say that. It's only because you disagree with what they're saying that you're saying that. Yeah. And what does that really say about you? It's that you can't hear someone else's point of view. You can't fucking handle someone else thinking differently than you, which means you're an idiot. Margot Price and Brent Cobb and Jason Isbell, all these guys who sound so southern and country and then when that audience hears that they're like very liberal they get so upset and it's like well hold on everyone's allowed to say whatever the fuck they want to say yeah mm-hmm. you can listen to it or you don't have to but you saying hey shut up and sing well hold on <laughs> their job is to write shit that makes them feel a certain way you know what are you talking about i thought that he does a really good job of like vocalizing that thought you know he's got a line and it's like sometimes saying nothing is saying something, you know, like, and which is so true. If you don't have the nuts to say anything, then you're really saying something. I liked it. Put the soapbox away, Wells. Sorry. I tend to do that. I'm just I? kidding. I'm down. Down with the soapbox, Wells. I got to say, dude, the killer's new record. Really? Oh my God, dude. But not, I mean, I love the killers. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. The killers just don't know how to not write hits. I know. It's just so good. It's just a matter of time. She's 
I take it back. James Patterson is the killers of authors. <laughs> Everything he writes is good, you know? I saw someone was like, hey, I really liked you doing like throwback songs and stuff. And maybe we should make that into a segment. Like a segment? Yeah. Love it. Do you have a throwback song? You're putting me on the spot here. Like what mood are we thinking? I don't like, know. What energy, what vibe? What do you mean anything? Okay, you can let, go any direction. Let, let's do, let's, you could go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Do you have a death mix? No. What is that? Oh. Okay. A death mix is the songs that you want played at your funeral, which is very important. Huh. And everyone nope. out there, we, I think we've talked about this before, but everyone out there should have a death mix because you know what? If you're going to, well, you've only been to one funeral, but I've been to a lot of funerals and a lot of times I'm there, I'm like, dude, they would hate the fucking music being played right now. You know, like, oh my God. And you know what? It's because it's some asshole that like doesn't even know you. It's like, let's just throw on a couple of Sarah McLaughlin songs and everything will be fine. But no, 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 no. Doesn't show who the, who they are. So you need to sit down right who's in your death mix. If you were to die, Hopefully it doesn't happen. So do you pick sad songs for your death mix? It could be whatever you feel, dude. I won't know what I feel like if I'm dead. Okay, so then I'll do it to this week. Next week, you got to figure out your death mix. I only have a week? Yeah, just a couple songs that'll be on your death mix. Okay, let me hear yours. I need to hear the like mood of yours. So I need to find it for you. There's a kind of an 80s band called Men at Work. All right? Hmm. They sing like, We come from the land down under. Yeah, that song. The lead singer is a guy named Colin Hay, who I became friends with in my radio days. And he's got a song called Waiting for My Real Life to Begin. And I have this recording, so everyone remember this, okay? When I die. I have a recording of him being on my show, and I said, this is a song that I want played at my funeral. And he goes, I know exactly what song you're gonna tell me. And I said, okay. And I said, I want to play this song at my funeral. And I was wondering if you could play it for me, and if you could also say a few kind words before you sing it, so then I can play this back at my funeral. And I have this recording, and I need to find it somewhere and play it back for you guys. But on my death mix is Colin Hayes waiting for my real life to begin. And it is so good. And I woke today. Suddenly nothing happened. But in my dream, I slew the dragon. Down this beaten path Up this cobbled lane Walking in my old footsteps Once again And you say Just be here now Forget about the past Mask is wearing thin Just let me throw One more dice I know that I can win I'm waiting for my real life So next week, I need you to, this is your homework assignment. Write this down, Brandy, because I'm going to ask you, and you're going to feel really bad when you don't do it. 
I need screenshots of really good fucking hinge hinge communications. Yes. And then I need a couple death mix songs. Death mix songs. And you know what else? This would be such a cool thing for you to ask the rest of your family too. A death what the death no, it's not the right time. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't know. It might be the right time. (laughs) I'm writing it down. You gotta think about this stuff. It's important. I'm taking actual notes. How do you feel about this? I feel good about it. Okay. I'm just thinking like like, you know, some people are like, I want my peanut roll to be fun and like yeah. happy. I don't. I want everyone to be sad as hell that I'm gone. I'm thinking like the national. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that route. <laughs> so we'll just, I'll, we'll continue this next week. The national and like. Uh, Maybe a little old Jay. Why can I see this? <laughs> this being on you. You would be the person that would have the song, The Funeral being played at your funeral. A thousand percent. You know who really will is Brazen Cyrus. It's his favorite song of all time. This is a great funeral song. It is. Oh, God. Also, by the way, Band of Horses, stop being so sad. Your top songs are The Funeral, No One's Going to Love You, Is There a Ghost, and then the live acoustic version of The Funeral. <laughs> Honestly, that's why we all love them, though. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to go out on right here. I'm down. All right. Um, The guy from Band of Horses is working with uh, my brother Brazen on his music. Ben Bidwell? I don't know his name. The lead singer? I'm not sure. Or a really tall guy? I don't know. Okay. Well. (laughs) Not all I know. That's exciting. I met these guys and interviewed them a bunch. They're the nicest dudes in the world. This is a great song. It is a good song. We'll just go out on it. All right, Brandy, I love you. Love you, Wellsy. <sighs> there it is. Love you guys. The National. (laughs) (laughs) Just sounds appropriate for my funeral. Oh, God. I mean, I was sad before, but afterwards, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.